must be a better way. There must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words in a new way, to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Forrest Hall, and I'm here with. And this is Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because, Charity? Real Church Matters. Because Real Church Matters. How are you, Charity? I'm doing good in the neighborhood. You are? Hold on, let me get your levels right, because you seem a little light. Go ahead, talk to me again. I feel good in the neighborhood. There we go, there we go. I'm oh, glad. you had my regular voice at first. No, no, no. No, because uh, when me and mommy was talking, we were a little loud, so I had to adjust it for the soft-spoken, but equally as powerful charity. But you said you're doing good? I'm doing good. Glad you're doing good, charity. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. I took a week off, guys. Hope y'all didn't mind that. Um, taking liberties. <laughs> taking liberties. Hope you appreciated the... Uh, the podcast with Taringas. Thank you, brother Taringas. Um, there's another one that I recorded with him, but I'm going to leave that one in the pocket for another time. I appreciate him coming on the show and, and talking. And uh, what else? Housekeeping. RealChurchMatters.com. As always, if you guys are interested in the podcast, you may know somebody else who's interested. Go ahead and just give them www.RealChurchMatters.com. Dot com real church matters so we appreciate you guys and at that point in the podcast where i say obedience over audience but since we have an audience let's get to it no seriously though charity i do appreciate you um coming on the podcast with me and talking i like being here you do? Yes, I do. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I, I'm glad you like being here. Yeah. And I hope people... I mean, we're just holding microphones and allowing people to hear what we already do. Yeah. So I like the fact that other people can hear our conversations. Because sometimes I feel like I need to record our conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's going to be one of those conversations. So I'm glad we're pressing record. But I was thinking about, uh, I, I had a, like a bad two weeks. Just was rough. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying it to you and mom. And you said, you know, I was kind of feeling not too good last week too. And for me, it was like, I'm glad I got it together. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I'm getting better about getting it together. Right. But one of the things that I learned this time around was there's this little overwhelming sense of sense in me. I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, that I'm the strong one. Mm. And I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not the strong one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually the weak one. Right. But it's okay. 
And so that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's just for those persons out there who have been aspiring to be a strong person. And I want to give you the peace of mind and the freedom to let you know that you can be okay being a weak person. Um, what's, what, what do you define as a strong person and a weak person? That's a good question. And that's what this podcast is all about. I got to give me a drop to be like, bing, ding, ding, ding. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I would like to know the the qualifications. Well, I, I, I guess I'll go from how I perceived myself. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem is, is that I perceived myself according to how others perceived me. And so other people perceive you as being strong because you speak strongly because you um, even before I was a person that just spoke the strong word of God, I spoke a very strong opinionated word. Yeah. People can always tend to think that that person has it figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you slap on the fact that you're a minister for going on 17 years, <laughs> And people continue to perceive you as being the person they can lean on. And then you start to fill that role more than you fulfill the role of being the man of God. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and you start trying to live up to the expectations of being everything people need. And then sometimes you flip that and then you like, I don't know, I'm not going to be what they need. I'm going to be what God needs me to be for them. And both of those things. Leave out one of the most important things is who you need to be for you. In light of who God is and what he desires from force outside of helping people, he desires for force to have a whole mind. Right. He desires for him to be in perfect peace. He desires for him to be to walk in in a, a peace of mind. Right. He doesn't desire for him to be chaotic but fulfilling all of these roles for people mm-hmm. or doing things for people in his sake, mm-hmm. it gets all convoluted. It gets crazy. And so that's why I came to a realization is like this whole thing of seeing something's wrong or feeling something wrong, pointing it out, adjusting, taking care of it. It's not a once in a while thing. It's an everyday it's thing. Continuous. It's a continuous thing. And it's funny that you said that because that's when I would, qualify as a a strong person a person who is aware of um themselves aware of other people a perceptive person a person who can maneuver interacting with difficult spirits um ones that uh can maneuver around people who are easy to um cater to you know still keeping them in in their proper place right um i definitely think that that is what i would qualify as a a strong person um i don't necessarily think that a weakness is a person who is um has a strong stance or strong voice (laughs) yeah I don't necessarily think that that is a weakness. Um, no, it's not in in not in that sense. I, I guess part of us defining strong and your definition of strong is is spot on. And it's hard for me. 
I realized that that's a battle. That's going to be a battle for me Mm -hmm. is to constantly remind myself of what in the world strong is Mm -hmm. and strong is literally what you're saying, but also understanding what weak is. Yeah. And part of the problem is the reason that people don't want to be perceived as weak is or being strong enough to handle things Mm -hmm. is because there's a it's still everybody else's expectation of what weakness is. Right. But I, I keep coming back to the scripture and he says, when he is weak, God is strong. Mm-hmm. And I need to be that in order for God to be what he needs to be. Right. So I need to stay in a state of weakness mm-hmm. in order for there to be a completion with his strength. Right. And when I say stay in a state of weakness, people are like, man, that sounds weird. That's not even me. You don't have to make an effort to be weak. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the awareness of a weakness that yes. it, it, it allows you to understand that yeah. God has to compensate for that. Exactly. And I th- I think one of the things, sorry, my my microphone was jumping in now but one of the things just a perfect example that it is considered it can be considered or at least in my mind i don't want to speak for anybody else Mm -hmm. in my mind i considered being emotional as weak (laughs) i consider being emotional as weak and i could prided myself on kind of commandeering my emotions on a daily basis Mm -hmm. until it got to the point where the emotions were raging as if I was young again, mm-hmm. I had a problem with my anger as a, as a young man. Mm-hmm. I really couldn't temper it. I couldn't control it. And at some point I got control of it. I could be upset without being like overwhelmed by things. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm realizing now that the only reason I was able to deal with that stuff is because the degree of what I was dealing with subsided. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I begin to have a different environment around me and the de- degree you of kind of control your environment, which meant that you can control your emotions, your emotions. And people got to be careful, guys. It's a lot of us. Actually, one second. Real church. matters. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of us out here who think that we're actually mastering ourselves, but we've really just curated our environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would be me. <laughs> And so what happened is I spent a lot more time, the more I spent engaging with people, Mm -hmm. the more that environment that I've perfectly manicured and curated, Mm -hmm. it becomes unwieldy. It becomes less of a constant, more of a variable. Mm -hmm. I don't know what is on the other line of phone calls. Right. People are ringing the phone. And now I'm telling you, Charity, the anxiety is back. Like when people call me or my phone vibrates with a text. I just don't know what I'm about to read. I don't know what they're about to say. And I've, it's been a, some years since I've been to that point mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't know where this is going to take me. I don't know what I'm a, what messages on my voicemail I'm going to wake up to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't know. Cause it, it's, it's not one thing right. that has created this. 
it's a series of years now. Mm-hmm. It's about two or three years of things just happening in my life, my family's lives, where I'm on pins and needles. And I've ha- I haven't addressed it. You know, even the health scares that have happened in our household, mm-hmm. these, even my own health scare. Right. I'm on pins and needles. It's kind of like you're you're waiting for the big boom. Yes. Almost like hurry up and happen so I can. It's, it's a little bit of that. <laughs> and, and the more my nieces and nephews are getting older, like they're not in the confines of nurseries and cribs anymore. Or even bedrooms, like they're getting older, they're be- beginning to experience the world. The world is the their age is starting to push them closer to the world, mm-hmm. not the world as in centers, but the world as in now they they're moving out of high school, out of, out of our curated environment, environment, and now they're going to have to make choices mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff is just going to. I'm talking about. I'm sitting in a bed chair and. These are, mind these are the thoughts that are coming to me. Mm-hmm. And then you throw on top of that, like, what's your business going to look like post-COVID? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this going to happen? What's that? And I'm like, I want to talk about this because people need to know I'm weak in that sense. Right. I am a human. I experience these thoughts, these fears, these anxieties. I am frustrated with people. They mm-hmm. have they have reached <laughs> my last nerve. There ain't even nerves left. Like I'm almost numb to the point of losing compassion for people, <laughs> losing understanding for people. Yeah, losing a sympathetic bone in my body. Mm-hmm. People be talking about they empaths and stuff. I've closed that path. It's a, it's, <laughs> there are roadblocks there. There's nothing but cones and caution tape. Yeah. On on that path, I'm enraged. I'm not an empath. But the reality is, like, Forrest, you're gonna have to come to the fact that this is not foreign to you. This is you. And the more God is pushing me, I know some people are like, 17 years in ministry, he should you should have been this, you should have been that. But you never master it. And I think that that's the thing that we have to be realistic about and we can't continue to, um, because it it really discourages people from Christianity and, and walking in faith when they, hear people say, oh, you should have mastered this by now. That shouldn't be a problem to you by now because we're continuously renewing our mind, continuously reminding ourselves of the things that we should do to follow his path. Yeah. And I, I was sitting there, you know, talking with mom and shout out to Anthony, our brother from the West Coast. (laughs) <laughs> and, and we were just we we were talking about I, I just was sharing with him like I had to realize it's very selfish the place that I got myself into because I started resenting people yeah. for stealing my peace. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? But that's not my peace. No, that's not <laughs> real peace. No, if you got to stay in a certain type of weather for you to feel peace then you not a Christian like you think you are, or you have an unfair expectation of what Christianity is. I cannot run from the storms. I have to be in the storms. Mm -hmm. I can't. Every time a storm come, I'm trying to speak to it. 
I don't need to speak to the storm. I have nothing to say to the storm. I have to weather them. That's all I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I have to be set up to understand it. Weathering the storm is not on me. It's on me to rely on God. Yeah. The strong one. The only strong one I know. You know what I mean? People be like, check on your strong friend. You don't need to check on. <laughs> you need to count on your strong friend. That's that's who my strong friend is. It's mm-hmm. God. And I can count on him. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is weak. Absolutely. Everybody else is weak. Absolutely. And the freedom of that, even in sitting at the table with y'all, you know, and just sharing that with you, helped made me feel better. Just be able to say... <laughs> I ain't been feeling it And to my res- Your response And mom's response to me Wasn't Now you know better You're a minister you Rise to the occasion Man of God No Your your response was That's okay But this is what God does And this is what He can do And that's This is what you can count on And this is what faith is The, the reality is You gonna be you for us And I think we also need to discuss how God will allow you to feel agitated when you are in places and then in interacting with spirits that he wants you to know that you you are supposed to be agitated by it. And, and, And that particular agitation that you're talking about is another thing I had to come to grips with. Because I resent it, mm-hmm. especially in moments of unrest. Mm-hmm. We resent. I know there's a lot of people. We grew up in church where fire shut up in your bones sound like a cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to tell you guys, the way it was used in the scriptures and the way you experience it as a believer, it is not a fun feeling. Mm-mm. It is torture to feel the awareness and the mm-hmm. weight of awareness of the lives of the people around you. It's, it, that's the best way I could describe it, a weight. And, and you know, when when people say, you know, it, it'll keep you up all night, it will. It will. I, I'm literally, I'm my, my eyes are welling up because it really, it becomes... If you don't handle it with the proper perspective, and that's mm-hmm. what I hope the podcast will help people with, you'll come out of that just resenting people. Yeah. And you'll get to the point where you're like, I don't even want to see her face. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see his face. And you love these people. Mm-hmm. But what they bring with them weighs you down. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair to them. That's selfish. I could be chilling, making music. You know, I'm in my little happy place. I'm <laughs> boom, bap, boom, 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 bap. Yeah, when the- everyone isn't weighed down by it, it it, it was weighed on you because. Right. That's the other, that, oh, Charity, that's the other thing, too, is that you start resenting not just the person who weighs you but down. But the people who get sleep people, at night. The people who don't. And you look at them and be like, do y'all not see what's going on? And they like. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's their life for us. Like, mm-hmm. that's their life. I'm like, do you not realize, like, you're, you engaging in that way almost kind of makes it like it's okay the way they are? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I just wanted to borrow a cup of sugar from them. Should I not get <laughs> sugar from them? Where should I go? <laughs> I'm trying to understand whose life is perfect enough 
for your approval for me to get sugar from. <laughs> That's the way that people never say this to me, but this is way the way God helps me understand it. Like Forrest, you're being unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Like the people that are weighing you down, I don't even want to see them smile. <laughs> Real church matters. I'm being honest, guys. Sometimes you see somebody going through, you don't want to see them smile. No more than if you bar- let somebody borrow fifty dollars and then you see them going out the <laughs> eat a bag. Don't let me see you with a bag. Don't let me see you. You rolled out of way like anybody want something from uh, McDonald's. Hey, I just gave you $50 last week. So I don't know what you're getting. But you better be splitting a four for four with four people. Because <laughs> I, I just don't understand. And that's the reality is that mm-hmm. a force got to get over all of that. Because mm-hmm. this is not the healthy place. And people can flip that, and I do. I'm the eternal cynic. They could flip it and say, well, God, why would God put something on your heart like that? It got you all like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Antoinette. Antoinette always gave me questions like that. She was she like, Slim, if that's what God doing, why, why are you want that for anybody? And you're not even able to handle it. Look at you. You're a wreck. The reality is, is that just because I'm not processing it right don't mean it's not right. Right. And that's where we're at is me realizing the way to process things is not to have this false perception of strength. The way to process is to understand you're a flawed person dealing with uh, God-like things with a God-like expectation for you to just trust him. Mm-hmm. Not f- <laughs> He's not putting anything on us with like, here, you do this. He literally is just looking for us to be his eyes, his ears, his hands, his feet. And disconnect yourself from the place you think you need to be. But we're looking for consistency and there will be no consistency in in this life. No. And I think. Was it Paul that said there's a Real time? Church Hold on, because you just got yourself one. You just Real bought yourself a drop. Matters. I actually hit it two times. Go ahead. Was it Paul that said there's a time to laugh, there's a time to cry? Yeah. Like, I think No, about- it wasn't. It was, it was Solomon. I'm sorry. Oh, Solomon. So <laughs> I know somebody just burst into flames. Like, this is the mess I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys I am not a bible scholar But It was Solomon And it was in Ecclesiastes Alright Solomon I think That's what I think about When I think about Christianity Like yeah. Understanding that You're going to go through All of those emotions At one point in time Yeah And you're still going to have to do it In his will yeah. So it's it. the other part is almost like what you're saying is literally there's a, this destiny thing sounds cute. There's another thing that sounds cute to people. Mm-hmm. I want my destiny <laughs> until you realize that destiny comes with an inevitability. Yeah. And when you deal with the inevitable, it causes the human in us to resist. Mm-hmm. You mean tell me I don't got no say? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what Jesus was warned with. That's why he didn't have no time for Peter to tell him, not so, my Lord. No one will take you to jail. (laughs) 
He's like, listen, I'm already having a hard time with this inevitability and destiny thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to get thee behind me, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the reality. Mm -hmm. What you're saying doesn't make people feel good. Don't even make me feel good hearing it. I haven't pressed the drop, but I probably should. But I know, like, in me, it hurts. Yeah. To know that there's some inevitable paths down the road. There are some tears that are going to be shed. Mm-hmm. There's some disappointment. There's some people I'm going to watch go down a path that leads to destruction. Mm-hmm. Bible says in the scripture that I shared in family Bible study, he said, the man who obeys the Lord builds his house on shore foundation. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I have to witness family members build their house on less than shore foundation, watch the storm come and tear it to pieces. And maybe even have to help them pick up all the mess. Mm. That stuff sucks. Mm-hmm. I need a, something sad. Like, I don't have a sad thing. Like, boom, boom. I, Jesus after dark. I press the Jesus after dark. Jesus after dark. I'm so sad. I'm making like sad Christian. <laughs> Sad Christian blues. Eeyore Christians. <laughs> yeah, Eeyore Christians. Hi, Jesus. <laughs> it's me again. I used to do a good Eeyore. But we <laughs> I don't I don't want to be an Eeyore Christian. I'm gonna do that to drop too. Like, hi Jesus. <laughs> it's me again. Eeyore. <laughs> I know I'm far baptized, Holy Ghost feel. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that people say with excitement, I have him say sad. Like, I know I'm a king's kid. <laughs> they loves being a king's kid. I, I don't get it. It's like, the king is so unreasonable. And he wasn't even a king on <laughs> earth. He he wasn't he wasn't but he's a, <laughs> he, he but the, the thing is like there's a reason why I was sharing this with mom and the Bible calls God terrible mm-hmm. and he's terrible because he is that word in every sense of it mm-hmm. like he does things to people he loves mm-hmm. he does things to people he don't love he does things how he wants to. Irregardless of anybody, mm. everybody be priding yourself like I'm unbiased. No, you don't even know about you're unbiased. No, you don't. I'm biased. Everybody's biased. It's it's to the point where it's maddening because people can't figure out why things are the way that they are. Like we were just talking about the how contagious yawns are. Yeah, and how it's a phenomenon and. No one has figured out why yawns are contagious. Yeah, other than the fact that she just said it and now I have to yawn. Or the fact <laughs> that like people yawn is like some frequency that signals to everybody else. Yeah. And we honestly don't know what else the humans do that signals that off. Mm-hmm. But when people talk about pheromones <laughs> and unspoken stuff. And one thing just led to another. And before we knew it, we was kissing and nobody even said, may I kiss or nothing. I think it's the same stuff, Charity. Hmm. That's interesting. It's interesting. 
I'm going to have to think about that. I can't agree just yet. No, I'm just saying, (laughs) like, just pontificate that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh To know that there is, that lines up to me with the scriptures when he talks about the elements of this world, the principalities, the air. There's frequencies and things happening. Now, I know that people, people call it vibes. I know people call it vibes. And I know people got issue with the people who got crystals around their neck mm-hmm. and talk about energy and chakras and stuff. But honestly, the Christian must come to terms with the fact that we have no idea how spirits move, how they work and what the influence of this world truly is. But we do know it's beyond what we see. Absolutely. And so, you know. A lot of shit kind of glory talk Well it's more of the reason why People can't serve God Because they can't (laughs) understand Can't understand There's another inevitability And that's the terrible part about him Is We will never be able to understand him It's the way The reason why Everybody's message about Job Falls apart If they include the last chapter <laughs> because as bad as you look at all the things that happened to him, as bad as you look at all the stuff that he went through, then you, you we feel a certain way about all that stuff, mm-hmm. only for God to come at the last part of the book and be like, Oh, I did that because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that. I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I can touch that and touch that. I just happen to choose to touch you. It's my prerogative. Yeah. That's not a happy ending for any Christian. No. What we we skip that and go right to. Job got back a hundredfold. He got, he lost a wife, but he got another one. Wait a minute, what happened? What about the he wife? He lost his kids, but he got more. But he got more. Hey, I know y'all think that sounds cool until you lose your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you lose your wife. Yep. This is not no consolation prize. This ain't the grand prize. No. This is real. It's somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And having another wife and kids don't. Don't change the fact that the devastation of losing something. Yeah. And then to know that God said that I did it because I felt like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the inevitability of God and what happens in our lives and what happens in the people we love's life. I have to realize that. Or to know that our lives were orchestrated also that they could be a story. Of his glory to somebody else. And all of us would be working on our story. And that's crazy. That is crazy. We'd be working on the story of glory of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no. That's that's the thing. It's like even even books that people write about the things they go through. Mm-hmm. It's like at the end of the book, they like, but it got better. <laughs> this is what happened. This is like, no. That's not the end. Mm-mm. The end isn't that you. The end isn't that you got better. The end is, or that, that your circumstances got better. That your circumstances got better. This is the the hard part of testimonies. Mm-hmm. The, the, the end of it is how did it glorify God? Exactly. How did He get glory? Because this is the whole reason He did it for. Mm-hmm. And if on uh, the scary part is if He didn't get glory in it. Then it's not a testimony. 
then he ain't done with it. <laughs> and so you ain't done. And so you should have saved the rest for the sequel. <laughs> the squeakle <laughs> or whatever it's going to be. But you might end up with a whole Lord of the Rings, you know, trilogy. If you don't learn to really realize how you're supposed to go through life and who's supposed to get the glory out of it. Yeah. And I'm saying that to myself right now because those are the hard things to deal with because we're trying to deal with God-like things through an imperfect heart. We should do a series like that where we dissect movies and translate them into <laughs> into, <laughs> into a godly message. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure people got tired of me going on and on about Morpheus for two <laughs> podcasts. I was like, and Morpheus, and Morpheus. They're like, okay, nobody even watched that movie. I know. But for me, I, I love that because I could see see it in everything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's, you know, even though the, that movie, that show, The Underground. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, everything, we grew up with a mama that thought like that. Everything she watched. Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe with uh, <laughs> Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Okay. <laughs> Well, we already know that was that was not mistake because C.S. Lewis was a know. you know renowned Christian, man. but the, but that's the thing, Charity. It's like all that stuff is helpful. Mm-hmm. Even how I've learned to process these past two weeks, I just went back to the simple stuff. I was shout out to my barber. I was telling my barber today, and I was telling him like. <laughs> The most of the things that he says, literally, I can say a scripture for. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like pontificating about something. And I'm like, he was like, I tell I tell my friends all the time, you know, when just because it's something is OK to do doesn't mean it's OK for you. I say, yeah, that do sound deep. But the scripture says all things are lawful and doesn't mean they're expedient. It's like everything that you got, everything that you are saying has been lived out for centuries Mm -hmm. and written for eons in the Bible. It's right there. Yeah. You don't have to think too hard. Don't have to think too hard. (laughs) You have to check on Google, see if anybody copyrighted this saying yet. (laughs) You don't have to get on Clubhouse and start waxing poetic. Like, all you got to do is understand there's an ancient way. Mm-hmm. There's an ancient truth that we just need to hold on to. And as a weak person, I just realized I need to hold on to a strong word. Yeah. And realize that God knows best. And if I want to deal with anything, I need to stop trying to emotionally deal with what people are doing. And start dealing with what God is doing. Yeah. That's what I need People be sitting around like, well, I just want to talk to you because such and such is doing this. And I just, I, yeah. And I started doing it. I sit and, <laughs> mom, you don't understand what he's doing and she's doing it. My nieces and my nephews. And it's like, you trying to battle and weigh in your heart what they're doing. <laughs> you need to battle in your heart with what God's doing. Yeah. Because he don't want making a mess of things. Not people. I I know there's somebody right now like, no, I'm watching people make a mess. <laughs> and I want you to know I'm with you. 
But what I realize is that God has a plan. God has a plan. He had a plan for my life. Yeah, let's not go down the rabbit hole of that last statement because that's whole. I mean, but it is rather simple. It's a rabbit hole when we try and go through the tunnel of our emotions. <laughs> but it'd be rather simple. It's like people want to play the whodunit game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's no this. There's two types of detectives. There's the detectives that scream on people <laughs> and hand them a bucket of chicken and say, "Give us the this." But the answers you get from a uh, that way are self preservation. Mm-hmm. If you threaten somebody, they're going to confess something. <laughs> like they they told a guy. They just found out that they, they tested his DNA, and after 25 years in jail, he didn't do the crime. Mm. And they told him, we can't just let you out, though. So what we need you to do is to plead to this so that then, then we can say that you just get you you have already served the time for that. What? Yeah. How is that even legal? Because they... It's, the system is set up for wins and losses. So the, they don't want to take their win back. Do you get what I'm saying? They, they'll take a lesser win. He must have did something in jail. No, no. That they can't just let him out. What? No, What? it was a lot of circumstances to the thing. But whatever happened, it wasn't him that killed the person. Right. But he was still there. Mm-hmm. So he had to kind of cop out to a certain thing. You know what I'm saying? But the reality is, like, I I be trying to make this make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It don't need to make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like some yeah. part of the thing is there was a revelation for me is somebody had to witness my mess <laughs> and how I when I was trying to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to be there. Somebody had to hold my hand and walk me through. Mm-hmm. I know who this somebody was, right? And she had to have the patience to do that. I can somebody can look and say, "Well, that's a that's a mother's love," mm-hmm. but it's not. It's a God's love. Because I I've done things that would make any mother disavow their son. A, a regular mother would disavow their son, but my mother chose to love with the love of God. She gave me the example. I gotta keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And people can say, well, force you hard on people. They, nobody's perfect. That's the reason why I'm hard on you. Right. Because nobody's perfect, including me. I'm not perfect because I'm hard on you. I'm not perfect because I don't, I, I have to, I'm not sourcing compassion where there's, it's needed. I'm not sourcing love where it's needed. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting that I've been where you are. I'm forgetting that I can be where you are. Yeah. Tomorrow. Absolutely. I'm forgetting all of that in the midst of what? The fact that I know that somebody know what they're doing and they know that that impacts everybody else and they still do it. And then the, we all got to clean up the mess. It's still, it sounds selfish because it is. It is very selfish. I'm not saying that to beat myself up. I'm saying that because I'm a weak man. Mm-hmm. Who needs to just hold on to his strong friend so that he can make it through these things because they're not going nowhere. 
as Charity so eloquently said, the inevitability of the path of the Christian is something we're going to have to deal with. Yeah. We're going to have to have a come to Jesus moment of the real kind about the real things, about the inevitabilities of life, about the heartache that's right around the corner, about the death that's right around the corner, about the loss that's right around the corner. And it's in that reality that I can have less of these moments where I'm fainting. Mm-hmm. And I literally just was like, I've had enough. I've had enough. Came, came up to uh, podcast time last week and I listened back to the podcast that, that I was going to share. And I said, I don't even want to put this out because this <laughs> don't even reflect how I feel right now. <laughs> So I'm going to keep that because Terrence was just asking me questions and I'm listening. I sound so like self-assured and happy. I'm like, no, I'm even the stuff I'm saying. I'm I'm a mess right now. I'm a mess. And I don't even agree with the love that was coming out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) or the truth that was coming out of my mouth. I'm just being honest, guys. And then the reality is like then uh, Thursday passed and then Friday came. And it was like family Bible study time. And I was like, think about just cancel. And it's like, you can't, you can't do that. Right. You can't just keep trying to, I'm trying to get my world back. And I don't need my world back. Mm -mm. I, I got to be like Jesus who was sound asleep on a boat in the midst of a storm. I can't say I can't get sleep like this. Even though I'm going to say that tonight. <laughs> I'm going, but the reality is, is that I can't, I can't dictate the, the spiritual environment by which I need to thrive. Yeah. I need to thrive in any environment. I need to be able to handle the environment. Not handle them like a strong person that doesn't experience pain, anguish, emotion. But handle them like person who knows who his strong friend is and depend on God really depend on him yeah and for me charity I think that that's the biggest part and, and I know this I guys I don't I'm not no soothsayer I'm not a, <laughs> a prophetess or anything I just feel like the worst isn't behind us I feel like we just getting different levels different shades of trials. And I feel like this summer is just going to be a doozy. I just feel like, I don't know why I feel like that. I just feel like people being back outside and stuff, it's just going to come with a lot of stuff. And we need to be prepared for it. We need to be prepared for it. Parents, I need y'all to be prepared for what school is going to look like next year. Be prepared for the kids going back and them not being as prepared for the grade that they've been so mercilessly pr- pushed on to. Mm-hmm. Not even ready. Mm-mm. And be prepared for the work that we got to do to get them coached up and right. <laughs> we just got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do. It's deeper than going back to work. Not getting your extra three hundred in unemployment is <laughs> it's deep. It's just a lot of stuff. It's a lot of things that's just been on my mind, and I want to be better about navigating it. And 
part of it is being at peace with the inevitability of a terrible guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. But it, I, I appreciate the um that I've arrived to this perspective. I don't know about you, Charity, but it's not it just hasn't been it's easy. necessary. It, I'm not gonna say it feels good, but it's necessary. Yeah. And um I think the sooner you come to terms with it, the easier it becomes. Yeah. I th- I think that's what I'm gonna call this. I'm gonna call this coming to terms <laughs> with God. Because I think that's exactly what I've been trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's coming to terms with God. I believe that's exactly what Job and his friends was trying to do. They just yeah. didn't know it. You know, they for the most part, he was coming to terms with what happened to him. But when once you get to the point where you, you just try and come to terms with God. Right. And it was a constant there. You know, for some of us, we we mix it all up because we know we not right. So then they start thinking of it, God, in a very karmic way. Mm-hmm. But for Job, he knew he was right. Right. And his friends was unsure because they don't know his life. <laughs> they was like, you sure you didn't do nothing? <laughs> did you look at somebody else's wife? What did you do? And he's like, nah, I've been on point. <laughs> but that only makes it harder for me to right. understand. So I just think we should talk about that more. Mm-hmm. The person who feel like they serving the Lord and it's like going through hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? You may feel like you just you just never been that closer to God. And he just look at you and say, consider force. Consider charity. Consider her. And it's I don't want to be considered like that. That ain't the kind of <laughs> thoughts I want God to have towards me. I'd be like, no, f- don't consider me. Uh, consider him down the street. Think on them. <laughs> but nah, it be like that. Yeah. And I think that I don't want to be like his friends and trying to CSI Jesus my my life. <laughs> <laughs> and like, wait a minute. What did I do last week that would bring me to this point? And I've, been, I've talked to two people the past two weeks that literally... Said that so offhandedly is scary. They was like, I know I'm going through this just because my heart ain't right. It's like, oh. <laughs> God, don't move like that. And I I just be wanting to ease people's minds that he don't move like that. But then again, I don't know how he yeah, moves. I was about to say, you can't for certain say that that's not why why he's doing things yeah, in I, their lives. Yeah. But it's tricky. We better come to terms with it somehow. But I think it's just best to not question why God is doing it. But say, God, I surrender and I, I want to I want to make this for a reason, for a purpose. Yeah. Thank you, Jared. We out, guys. God bless.